one. Welcome to Fixie's Playground. <laughs> I am your host, co-host, creator, and motherfucking D&D GM sometimes. DM, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Co-host, Simon. Tell everybody hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So it is fucking July 2nd. I know it's been a little while since we put out our last episode, but uh, I've been fucking around on uh, Dunes Cantina, the nightclub, and Joe Blow, and, um, you know, uh, Ricky Mickey was on. Simon, sorry you missed that, but he's going to come back on. He had a short episode with us. Um, But we got some more people coming, and uh, more episodes can come out, but... The last, I don't know, couple, last, last month, I, I guess the last month, you could say there's been so much fucking shows dropping just all over me. Right. right? Like, Nothing right. it's, it's, it's been rough, man. So I decided to, tonight's episode, which uh, we're going to get into is Stranger Things, specifically season four. We're going to have spoilers and all that other stuff. That's what me and Simon are reviewing. But um, I decided, hey, I'm going to watch all of the Stranger Things before season four comes out, which I didn't do. I actually watched all of them right after as season four came out is when I started watching them. But I got them knocked out pretty quickly, I would say, and enough time to where I actually had to wait a week to watch part two of season four. So, you know, like I watched all the seasons, watched season four, the first part. And then today I literally just got done watching part two. 10 minutes ago. So it's fresh in mind. Um, other than that, how many other episodes, shows have been dropped? So I watched uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, honest, obviously. Uh, that came mm. out. So I'm all caught up on that. Um, I'm about halfway through The Boys uh, season three. I put that on hold to watch Stranger Things. So I'll go back to that. Um, I watched. Um, Love, Sex, and Robots, third season. That was actually pretty good. Um, I watched Shorzy, the spinoff from Letter Kenny, which is was funny as shit and good. I enjoyed pretty much everything I, I set out to watch. Uh, I'm going to finish up The Boys, and the next one's going to be Bear. I think it's called Bear, and it's it's a show that has one of the main characters from shameless and he works in the back of the house of a restaurant. Like he's a cook on the line and it's, it's a show about him. And I think I'm going to like it. It's supposed to be a comedy. And uh, I used to be a cook on the line in restaurant industry. So I look forward to that. Um, other than that, Simon's been rocking and rolling and doing his thing. Uh <laughs> Anything you want to add, Simon, before we get into the the, 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 the knee deep? Okay, guys, for the 20 of you watching, if you are going to go to college, don't take fucking accounting. Or just don't go to college at all, just to avoid accounting. It sucks. But um, but um, I was going to add, though, um, I've, I, I want to see the boys, like, really much. Um, that's the show with... um. Um, the writer of Supernatural, right? The creator of Supernatural, right? I, I think so. Yeah, Jensen Ackles is in also. I, I, yeah. I, I don't have that whole TV. Yeah, and Bobby Singer's in it too. So yeah. if anybody knows Bobby from Supernatural, 
he's in it. Yeah. Ooh, fun fact. I love that. Yeah, it's a very fun fact. I um, I'm say, oh, um, before um, this becomes like really um out of the blue, I have to ask this question. What did you and Derek talk about at a podcast? Because that guy is one cool motherfucker. Um, let's see. Uh, hold on one second. All right. Um, Derek, aka Ricky Mickey. Um, what did we talk about? Let's see. It was only about an hour. I think an hour, maybe an hour and a half long. Uh, Brent Grindhouse um, came on. And talked with us, and um, we talked about so- social issues, some social issues, um, things that like our communities need to work on, or we need to work on ourselves to be better, you know, and to uh, not have a, an assuming mindset when it comes to people, you know. Um, yeah, I was, I, I will say, like Derek, um, I may disagree with him with a lot of points, but that guy is one cool motherfucker and he's a really smart dude and shout out to Derek. Yeah, he's he's a great dude. You should definitely really look and listen to that episode. Um he's cool. I really want to have him on again. Like I was ready for like a four hour podcast, right? And uh maybe he was a little gun shy, a little nervous, but like he came on, he's like, look man, he's like I only got 20% left on my my phone battery and he's sitting in his car. <laughs> and I'm like look it's not a problem. Let's just do our thing and we did and then he's like okay i gotta go he's like i got one percent left so i was like all right man see you later brent and i talked for like another hour after that probably and um the first thing i told ricky uh was man i can't wait to have you back on for like a long podcast you know yeah and uh get you on too obviously um but um it was fun. He's a cool guy. And what I like about him is he's open-minded and discerning. So, you know, he's yeah. critical, he's critical of how he approaches things, but he's open-minded to, to understand that he doesn't know everything. So he's just trying to learn, you know, and yeah. that's, that's especially with, with our podcast, like this, this, I love people like that because when I get people to come on, obviously you and I review stuff and, and you know, we talk about serious things too. And sometimes when I have people on, we talk about, very serious social issues and you, you have to have an open mind. You have to be critical. Um, you, you can't just be unwilling to, to hear someone else out, you know, and fix these playground is very much a podcast about getting people to have a conversation, you know, um, and finding common ground. You know, it's, it's what it was based on when it starts. We, we have fun. We do our reviews. Uh, you know, I like to spread it around. I like the topics to just be whatever. Um, but when we do have serious stuff, it's like, hey, let's 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 sit down and have an earnest discussion and not try to play, uh, you know, gotcha games where it's like, oh, you know, trying to be morally superior or some stupid shit like that. Like, let's just have a conversation. Let's see if we can work some stuff out. So, yeah. but um, yeah, sorry if I had that disrupted the flow of the awesomeness of these unfortunate things. But once again, final time, love you, um, Mickey, if you seeing this um trying to think stranger things yeah um yep. stranger you're things pen, you're you're petting your majestic and that people can't see it but i can and that's fucking awesome yeah uh, so that's, that's he's talking about um simba our sometimes inside outside cat he's a kitten and um 
one day, like he used to just run away from us all the time. Like whenever we go near him, he'd run off like a wildcat. And then one day he's like, you know what? I'm just going to come inside. So he literally just like ran inside, started playing with stuff, started wanting to be petted. Crazy stuff. But uh, sweet cat, he just I will say that, appearance. I, I, I will say this, though. Being a change of things. After seeing, I love Dustin Hamilton, one of my favorite characters in the show. After seeing him being so idiotic and naive and picking up that fucking demi dog, mm-hmm. why would I would never pick anything up from the streets again just seeing that show? <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh, and there's other, there's other little things that I watch and I'm like, man, if I was in that situation at that moment, like, I want to be doing what you're doing. So, uh, but it's Dustin, but it's Dustin no, it's fucking Dustin. So, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. um, it was other people too. It was Hopper, like, there's a couple things where I'm just yeah. like, mm, y'all, y'all too trusting. Like, I ain't trusting. <laughs> I don't watch too many horror movies. Um, so yeah. anyway, let's 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 get to that nitty gritty. Um, people, obviously, again, I've, I've said it once, we'll say it again. We are spoiling the fuck out of this. So, if you haven't watched it yet and you really love it and you don't want to hear, Put your pause button on. Go watch it right now. Like right now. Go watch it. Come back. Listen. And then. It's a good show. Watch it. Yeah. And then rate re- and review us and share us and all those social media things. Um, let's do it, Simon. Let's do it. Okay. So we're, I guess for our focus, we're going to we're going to stick to season four. Right. Yep. OK. Now, now let's. OK, so let's pick up where we left off and following one, okay? I think that's the best way to approach this. Yeah. So Nancy's stuck in the Upside Down. Hopper, Murray, and Jane are about to leave the USSR. Yep. And that's about all she wrote there. Um, so if you guys want a refresher or anything like that. Um, but... Yeah, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll back it up a little bit, right? Yeah. Because so, because part two just dropped, but I mean part one literally just dropped also. So, yeah. um, end of season three. Fucking Eleven's a badass. She closes that large ass fucking gate. Um, Hopper jumps. Wait, wait. Yeah. So Hopper and fucking what's her name? Winona. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't remember her character's name. Uh, yeah. Um. She thinks that he gets obliterated by this fucking gate opening machine when literally he just jumps and somehow bridges a gap to fucking Russia, right? Um, yeah. So you find out that he's in a cell in Russia and he's not that far from fucking the Demigorgon, right? So it ends right there for him. And then on the opposite side of things, um, Winona's character. And her kids decide, hey, we're 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 leaving this place. Uh, <laughs> it's it's time to go somewhere else. So Eleven goes with them, um, and Will goes with them, and all the Virus Clan basically. And it splits the party up, man. And if if you know anything about D and D or or just general horror stories or horror affiliates, there you don't split the fucking party. You don't split the party. Never. Now it worked out this time, kind of, but. Uh, you don't split the party. So they split the party and um, Eleven at that point doesn't have her powers, right? She just doesn't have them. Um, and that's kind of the ending of season three. 
going into season four. So season four picks up and the buyers are fuck what in Cal- California, Las Vegas, somewhere around there. Buyers says in California, yes. California, right? When I was character is a beast. She sells stuff. She's really good at it. Um Will is older, still has a bowl haircut. Uh kind of working with Eleven. His older brothers hanging out with a massive stoner guy from a pizza place and Nancy's Argyle. Yeah. Argyle. He's awesome. Um, Nancy's back home uh, trying to be a bad boss bitch, which I mean, she pretty much is. If you ask me, you know, she, she deals with adversity, but she's very strong, strong willed. Um, What else? The gang, everyone except for will they're back home. Yep. And they're just kind of excited to. Lucas tries to come out of a shell during yeah. the basketball team. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucas decides he doesn't want to be a nerd forever. Right. Yeah. Uh, he joins the basketball team and come to find out he's actually pretty good at basketball. Um, while the other two, um, which, well, technically all three of them are part of. Um, Hell's Club, what's it called? Hellfire. Hell, the hell, the Hellfire Club, right? Which is just the name of a D and D club, basically, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where you you enter, my man, fucking uh, Jesse. Eddie. Jesse. Eddie. There we go. Eddie, who is a long, curly-haired punk rock fucking stoner, uh, stoner, but badass dealer, uh, the quintessential person who. In high school, back in the day, would have been an outcast, but who understood the world better than his peers, I guess you can say, right? Um, also, he was a lot older than everyone because he kept failing senior year. <laughs> so just something to, to kind of add in there. Um, who who knew that a, um, a, a TV show's most touching moment would be the fact that he referenced that he didn't pass high school, just throwing it out there because... Yeah. When he when he spoilers as yeah, you already gave the warning a few fucking times. When he died, he um referenced like, oh this I I'm going to graduate next year or something like that. And that was yeah. fucking hard. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he was like, this is really going to be my year. And then he's like, I didn't run though, right? And you're yeah. like, fuck, he didn't run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, which I mean, at a certain point, you, you see it coming. You're just like, all right, yeah, he's yeah. he's about to die, and this makes me very fucking sad. Um, if you're if you keep track of Fixie's Playground Instagram and Facebook and shit, like I posted a picture of him shredding on the guitar, that scene, mm-hmm. I'm going to post it in this post too. Um, I actually have a link on like Facebook that has the video. So I'm going to try to put the video in there too. Cause he fucking deserves all the kudos, man. He's, he's just a badass. He was thrown into a bad situation and oh bro. When they're at the very end, when they're at the fucking high school and uh, what's his name is talking to his uncle and his uncle. Uh, why, why do I keep spacing out on names, bro? I don't know. Happens to me all the time. You, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I am um, spacing on his name too. Ironically. Ah, it's I'm sorry, folks. It is terrible, but it happens to me all the time. And with old age, it doesn't get much better. So, um, 
I'm looking it up right now because, you know, I have to give you the name. I really have to give you this name. Jason? No. No, not J- you, you already okay. said his name. Move. Yeah. Move. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, no, well, Eddie's the one who, who no, fucking the, the, gets, uh, no, it's, it's Dustin. So, yeah, du- definitely so definitely, yeah. Dustin talks to Eddie's, um, uncle at the end of the show. And, and I know we're, we're kind of jumping around, but chronologically, but Eddie is blamed for, uh, a spree of, of teenage deaths in the area. Um, and he goes into hiding and you find out that it's a fucking, uh, number one, which is the first of the line that leads to 11, um, who, uh, the show dubs Vecna. If you're D and D savvy, you know who the fuck Beckner is. He's a bad motherfucker. Well, it, it's appropriately named um, protagonist for season four, right? He's he's the he's the guy behind the Upside Down, right? He's he's the guy that sent the Demi Gorgon. He's the guy um, that tried to like keep those gateways open and all. You know, he's he's the main bad bad, right? And you hear about his story. You learn about Eleven, who at the time was questioning whether she was a monster, you know, whether she killed a bunch of people. But you come to find out it wasn't her. It was one. It was fucking Vecna, right? Um, so you learn about him. You learn about that story. Um, but the point is, is Vecna's fucking going around and psychically killing people, you know, bending their limbs to fucking the wrong angles and then sucking their eyeballs into their head. Breaking their fuck. I would say that when um, well, when Chrissy was lifted up in the air, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Is she just flying? Is she- uh, but at first when she lifted up in the air, I thought, oh, she's one of the um the children. Yeah. Um, like eleven. That's what I thought at first, and then I saw the ar- the first arm break. I'm like, uh, is that a superpower? Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, it's not uh, at all. <laughs> Man. And then, well, well, yeah, well. When I saw the jaw like go sideways, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, man, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, and then once you see the eyes go, boop, you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it was not expected. I loved it though. As someone who loves horror stuff, like I was like, "Holy shit!" They are not pulling punches this season. If you, yeah, I was like, if you want to like establish a crazy mother. Fucking villain that's ruthless and aggressive as all hell. That is a perfect way to do it. Uh, yep. Yep. But uh, but the point is, is all that's blamed on fucking Eddie, right? Yeah. And this ending scene with Dustin is Dustin telling Eddie's uncle, who knows that he was innocent, saying I, he was innocent. He, I was there with him. Um, you know, he, this town didn't fucking believe he was a villain, but he he was a hero. He fought to save them. It hit me all in the mm-hmm. fucking gut, man. It was like, oh, fuck. God. I was like, fuck, when he gave him that guitar, well, when he gave when he gave him that guitar pick, I almost wanted to cry. Like that was yeah. the thing that one almost made me cry. But um, God, that was just so great. And I and I and I hate to think, but I have to mention this awesome scene. Um, later on, um, they're trying to find um like music from Nancy to come back in the first episode, and they're trying to find music and um. And Steve goes, "Where's the music? This is fucking horrible." And like, Dave references like the Beatles, Metallica, and then um, 
at his screams, this is music. I mean, yeah. yeah, that, that's yeah. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's basically the start of it. Um, dude named Vecna kills people, not just kills them, destroys them on a statement of the year. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I would say this, um, before we go, um, before, I, again, you know, I'm just, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> It's just so much to say, man. Um, what the right out of the gate, the, I think what makes the season awesome is they found a way to get everybody in one place at the end of the season, and everybody had like a job to do. It wasn't, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was any plotline was dragged out. It didn't feel like to me like any. Thing that anybody did was worthless. Like everything had a meaning, and it all came together. Yes. At the that to me was the biggest takeaway it, of the season. I thought it was very well tied together. A hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. Like, and, and you start the season off, and fucking Hopper is in Russia or the Soviet Union. You know, um, the buyers plus eleven is in California, and you got everybody else. Back in the hometown, fucking can't remember the name of the hometown. Sorry, Hawkins. folks. Hawkins. Hawkins. There we go. Um, and that's how you start. And like, look, man, after like, just all of the part one of season four was me. Like, come on, Hopper, let's get back to fucking America, bro. Like, you need to kick ass. You need to go do. Like, you you need to do this. And the entire time, they're like, nah, bro. Like we're gonna give you hope, and then we're gonna take it away, and then we're gonna give you some more hope. And we're gonna take it away, and then now you got fucking Joyce Byers going like, "Hey, let's let's go to Russia with fucking you know crazy uh fucking wormhole guy. What's his name? Yeah, you know. uh, no, nah, not Yuri. I'm Murray. No, no, Yuri's the the crazy Russian Murray, guy. Murray, yeah, Murray. Yeah, Murray, who's awesome. I thought he was a great addition yeah, to the show. Murray. Yeah, don't wanna. Not actually talking shit, you know, like he's he's yeah. an awesome addition to the show. <laughs> um I mean, so was like all the other additions between season three, season four, like um the stoner guy, you already said his name, but I already forgot it. Um Eddie, you know. Um but anyway. So it was expertly crafted and put together and tied together and brought together you know um as it turns out hopper and and joyce were at the right place at the right time in russia and so were 11 and the buyer's kids so 11 ends up meeting um what's his name let's see um Sam Owens, who is the second kind of CIA deep state operative guy after, you know, quote unquote, Papa. Um, and he's trying to kind of cover for everybody, you know, him and Hopper kind of had a deal and it's like, Hey, we keep this hush hush and you, you help everything kind of go away and help everybody get started. And well, 11, this new threat occurs, right? One pops up, people are dying. So he shows up and he's like, Hey, listen, like there's a way to get your powers back. Cause at this point she doesn't have powers. She's dealing with the struggles of high school. She straight up ganks a bitch with a fucking skate skate, <laughs> like a, a roller skate, which look, don't do that shit, but she fucking deserved it. 
Yeah. So, you know, uh, you don't, you don't play with 11 and it, you know, she was just straight up bitch and she didn't die. So, you know, she'll just have a scar. Just a flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be all right, but she fucking deserved it. She needed a little reality check. I think that's what happened. So yeah. anyway, um, sure. so 11 was like, all right, I need to, you know, I need to go and, and do this thing, uh, to get my powers back because, Hawkins is in trouble, right? And I got to save him because I'm superhero, bad boss bitch, you know. Meanwhile, uh, in the process, she leaves her her boyfriend, Mike, and it's not a good ending or, you know, leaving, I guess you could say. Um, they don't part ways in a great way, you know. She leaves him a letter and takes off. And come to find out, she ends up in the desert. And lo and behold, she meets fucking Papa, who was assumed to be dead. Um, who isn't? And I don't know how the fuck he's not dead, by the way. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that like it doesn't piss me off because it's fucking Stranger Things. Like yeah. kids make people float and break limbs. But um, like that man, like I was like, really? He's alive? I literally yeah, saw I, him dead. I feel like I wasn't surprised. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was like, okay, well, how, but like, didn't, like, if you, if you kind of pay attention, like, there, it was never a certainty that he was dead, you know, like, you didn't see the dead body. So, yeah. um, and Papa's like, hey, he doesn't even say shit because she doesn't really find out until after she, like, breaks out of this fucking weird psychic loophole, like, loop that he puts her in. And then he explains, like, hey, you know, we can get your powers back, but you need to do it our way. So, like, the door's right there. You're not a prisoner, but you can go, you know, you can go if you want to, but if you want to save Hawkins, if you want to save your friends, we need to do this shit. So, she trusts him, you know? She's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah, let's get my, my powers back. Um, And they work on it, and eventually she learns about her memories of one because her brain could sh- kind of shut all that off because it was too traumatic, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, it locked it away behind the doors of, of madness and forgetting and um so she unlocks those memories one at a time finds out you know all over her memories when she used to be with a group full of kids like her and she was quite literally the weakest one of them you know um and then one happens to teach her how to unlock her potential and then she ends up doing so against the strongest other person in this group of kids and you know it a series of things happens and she feels like her life's threatening by these other kids who are being dickheads and bullies and everything else. So she seeks to help one escape, right? One has some kind of CIA tracker on his like skin. So she pops that out with her mind powers and he goes fucking ape shit. Like he's like, Hey, wait here. And then he continues to kill everybody, everybody, <laughs> um, all the kids, uh, I think the only one he doesn't really get is Papa, right? Like yeah. pretty much everyone else. And she finds finds him, finds how like awful he is, finds that she's not a monster, right? Like it was never she didn't kill all these kids because beforehand she would just get flashbacks of of these dead kids and she thought it was her. Come to find out it wasn't her, it was one. One killed them all, fucking bent all their limbs, sucked their eyeballs into their brains. So she's like, you know what? Nah, fuck this. She's like, I'm going to unlock all my memories. And she uses the technique that he showed her 
to basically rip him apart, kind of, by opening the door mm-hmm. to another dimension and, and you know, basically ejecto seeding him into that dimension where he gets struck by lightning, burned, but still lives, um, and proceeds to find some very, very interesting things in the Upside Down where he mm-hmm. fuses with the big fucking shadow monster from season two and or well, season three, technically well, season two and three. And then, two. um, yeah. And then, um, he becomes Vecna, right? And you're like, well, mm. fuck, I don't know how he survived that. Cause I'm pretty sure his chest was caved in, but whatever. Um, so she finds all that out. She tries to leave. She's all right. We got to go to Hawkins. We got to save these people. Uh, the not Papa doctor is like on her side. Um, but then Papa just was like, nah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm doing what's best for you, which I fucking hated him at that moment. I was like, this fucking bitch. Like he thinks it's what's best for her. Like he, he I, I do agree that he honestly thinks that he's, he's helping her, but he's so conceited in thinking that he, his way is the only way. And you find out he's wrong. What's up, Simon? What you got to say? See, <laughs> See I, I don't know if other people will think this way. Maybe will. I think Dr. Brenner is the most complex character I've seen in a while. He's, I think he's, uh, like, not to, like, switch franchises on purpose, but, um, like, spend, like, like uh, that stereotypical, like, Ben Parker thing. Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. He had great power. He just didn't know how to respond to any of the power at all. Look, I could acknowledge that he was dealing with something he had never, ever dealt with before in his life. Right. And he was learning how to do that. Right. With 11, with all these other kids. But like he fucked up time and time again. He made bad mistakes. Right. And every single time, and they even talk about it like, oh, well, you know, I thought I was doing what was right at the time and and reasons, right? Like, and, and some of them were lo- logical reasons, but they were just not the right ones, right? Um, and in this case, it wasn't the right one. Like, she almost fucking killed him because she straight up told him, she's like, look, if you don't let me leave, like, I'm breaking this door down. If you don't let me leave, I'm going to kill you. So she breaks the door down while he fucking lunges and stabs her with a needle full of, you know, horse tranquilizer, whatever the fuck they use. Um, but she still manages to almost kill him until she doesn't and she passes out and then she wakes up with a fucking shock collar on. And once she wakes up with a shock collar, I'm like, all right, bro, whatever arguments you you fucking had go out the window. Like, all right, we're, we're, we're now doing fucking, you know, human war crimes here. Like you, you can't sit there and say that she was never a prisoner and all this other shit. Like he straight up fucking lied to her time and time and time again. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Just like, here's what it is. It's um, this guy's like he takes a step forward, trying to like him. He takes like five thousand steps back, like step back. Yeah. And a lot of it's because like, yes, he's right in some regard, but then I think back. Wait, you technically killed a fried cook in the first season, if you remember correctly. So. Yeah. If I should, you're not a really good dude. Well, but um, look, he was a liar and a manipulator, so you know. But like again, like he he knew like the threat he had to go up against with with Vecna and Juan or Henry, but he just didn't go about it the right way. So, 
Dr. Brennan. So when he died, like I thought, I thought that that scene was handled perfectly. There's a lot of other scenes in uh, two episodes, but I mean, when he would try to like reach out for Eleven, she said basically, "No, fuck you." But thank you for all you've done, because yeah. like I think she realized this. Yeah, he was a scumbag. But, like without Dr. Brenner. She wouldn't be as powerful as she was in a way. So it's like, well, I mean, you you can argue yeah. that without him, yeah, um, everybody would be dead, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sure. I um, I don't know, but that that scene that that scene, dude, was incredible. Like that whole thing, and look, like him running, carrying her, you know, trying yeah. to save her, getting fucking lit up by a sniper, still trying to <laughs> save her, like. Look, man, mad props. It, there, there's no doubt in my mind that she, that he cared about her, and there's no doubt in my mind that he thought he was doing what was best for her, right? Um, I just think that his approaches were the fucking wrong way to go about it. Mm-hmm. If you actually care about somebody, if you actually love somebody, if you actually want the best for somebody, constantly manipulating and lying to him is not the way to go. Yep. And it's, all um... that shit came back to bite him in the ass. So... Mm-hmm. And... And I'll and this is one of my biggest praises for the Duffer Brothers and the show in general. Mm-hmm. I've, in my opinion, a good show has a good, like a good beginning and a good ending, in terms of like knowing what's going to happen in the beginning and what's going to happen in the ending. Mm-hmm. But a great show is something that that in the middle part of it, like in climax, enhances the beginning and the ending, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I thought this was the perfect case because. We all like you could just tell like the Duffer brothers had Vecna in their minds the minute they thought of like season one of the beginning. They thought they knew what was going to happen, and yeah. just the way they slowly build up Vecna's character in the Shadow Monster and the Mind Flayer, which we'll get into in a little bit. I, in my opinion, like that, like the climax of the show, season three and season four. I think this is the climax. They they knocked it out of the fucking park. And oh yeah, it was just a slow poetic build, in my opinion. Maybe like I'm overthinking this a little bit, but that's just how I see it. And God, and God, the fucking it, it's kind of it it, it should have seemed obvious at first, like oh, that was the mind flayer. But then mm-hmm. you think about it, and like you know, that's just no, that that breaks perfect fucking sense. Yep, every everything tied well together. And what I liked was um, when you get towards the end of part part four, uh, part two of season four, um, you know, it's there's there's a moment of absolute despair. Right. Everybody's getting the shit kicked out of them. Fucking Eddie's dying. Um, you know, Eleven's fucking tied up. Max is about to get ganked. Like all this shit happens. And you're just like, fuck. And. You know, me, I'm watching this literally planned to have this episode, right? So I'm watching. I'm like, well, fuck, all this is happening. There's still 40 minutes (laughs) left. So shit's about to go down. Like, you know, unfortunately, I know how much time's left and there's too much time for the the end right here. So what's going to fucking happen? So, like, you know, um, you got three of them in the upside down being strangled slowly to death by vines. You know, Max is up, Eleven's up by vines. Fucking um, Eddie and 
Dustin, and Dustin yeah. or or trying to fly away from fucking bat creatures, shit like that. Um, and just I'm like shit, and then fucking yeah, fucking um, what's his name? Uh, Mike. You know, Will tells Mike, "Hey man, you're the you're the heart of the group, bro." You know, so Mike pulls out his fucking Exodia cards, and yeah. uh, you know, tells finally fucking tells Eleven he loves her, and that he believes she can do anything, and she uses that to fucking kind of you know have a uh, an offensive attack versus Vecna, right? Who's just hanging everybody? But, yeah, I um. Actually, have a theory about that, but we'll set the mic. Like, I think he was like saying that as like a friend first, mm-hmm. but I think he, um, I think he wanted to hear to say that to Eleven, and then like and like wanted to mention what Eleven would like respond to that because I think like Will wants to be in Eleven's shoes, if you know what I mean. So I think yeah. So so let's yeah. let's just talk about Will, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he he loves Mike in a in a non platonic way, um, in a in a gay way, which is fine, you know. Um, And but Will is doing what's best for the party, right? What's best for everybody. He he understands that Mike doesn't feel about him that way, so it's it's a one sided love, I guess you can say. Um, And it's obvious because you have like the car scene where Will hypes Mike up, tells him what he needs to do, and then he's fucking sitting there, turns his face towards the window, crying. You know, I know. Um, it's painful, man. It hurts. It, it. I felt for him in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And it's 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 an ongoing occurrence more and more as the seasons progress. You know, Will's trying to figure out who he is and everything else like that. So, um, he's struggling with his best friend who he also loves as more than a friend and helping him (laughs) with his girlfriend, you know, I know it's, it's, it's it's fucked, but like, it's also like, you understand, you know, these things do happen. Yeah. This is real. Like, these are things that happen in real life. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, you got to think too, like, (laughs) I've seen a couple of people already crying. I don't care if he's gay. It makes no sign. They're making it such a big deal. Okay. But this is set in the mid 1980s in a small town, Indiana town. So let, let me let me. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like it's a big deal. Like I don't no, feel it's like not. I don't no. I don't look. I've seen a lot of agendas and yeah. movies, and look, some of them just make me fucking cringe because it just hits you on the nose and mm-hmm. it's done poorly. And it's like, look, man, the the whole being gay, being trans, whatever, like make it look fucking normal. Make it look like yeah. it's not a thing. Like it's just something that happens because it, that's what that's what the fucking world is. It's yeah. not like an out and like look. You want to be proud? That's great, but it's not a out and shout and all this other shit. It's literally you're living your life. You are who you are, and you're interacting with people, and that's what they should show. It should be yep. fucking normal. That's how I feel about it. So I feel that Will's what Will's going through is normal. Normal. There's exactly. there's there's nothing normal. about that that hits me on the nose. I don't I don't um, feel like they're trying to push anything on me. Like never once have I watched that, and and that goes second for fucking Robin, who Robin, is, yeah. who is gay, who has a love interest, who is kind of holding out hope, but she's fucking a realist. She understands, yeah. uh, you know. Which towards the end of of part two, like that kind of, this might be something there. You never know. Um, yeah. But the the point is, is like, 
there's nothing in this movie in this TV show that that makes me feel like they're pushing their agenda on me. Like their agenda is fucking this is Stranger Things and Vecna yeah. and fucking you know like <laughs> so people who are saying that they're probably just being stupid. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen a lot, and I, and I'll say this. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I do want to spend time on this a little bit just because like stuff. But um, yeah, but, but um, <laughs> I I I do love that they're like slowly building towards the fact that Will is going to come out eventually, but not now, just because it's the everything's fucking going on. But yeah. um, I I love the progression of it and. I on it's I, I think it's awesome. Um I feel so bad for Bill though, not just the gay thing, dude, just for fucking everything. Look, he he's been through some <laughs> shit, man. He's been through some shit. The dude was so the first like, one the to guy, be in the upside down. Like he he feels fucking Vector's presence whenever my, he's around. Like god damn. My, my 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 opinion on the matter is if you if if you go against a fucking shadow monster, if you got if you go through if you go through trying to kill a dude named fucking Fekna, you have a right to have a coming arc story, coming out arc story <laughs> in a boot. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Dude right. literally stood up to the fucking mind flayer and still got his ass beat and yeah. paid for it. Like, God, he's been through so much shit. So like, well, well like what, what's amazing is like. Um, like he finally comes back to Hawkins, and he finally has a moment of peace, because even like when he was away from Hawkins, he still still dealt with. Let's we're gonna presume that he's still closeted, um, um, and hasn't come out of the closet yet. He's still like struggling with that, and he's also the new kid in school, which was fucking terrible as well. I know that experience. I've gone to like ten thousand school districts yeah. in my life, but um, yeah, yeah. like he never had a moment of peace. In the fucking show, yeah, you're right. Since the first episode, he had so like he had few moments of joy, and then they and got then the shit fucking, on by something else. Yes, and then the fucking pain came back in his neck. I'm like, yep, this poor yeah. kid needs, yeah, yeah. Prozac. And then and then it starts fucking snowing, and I'm doing air quotation marks, people, because I know you can't fucking see it. Yeah. It starts making the ash, I call it ash, whatever the fuck it is, the particles, right? Um, That starts happening in Hawkins. So since we didn't fucking say it it yet, you know, Eleven turns the tide, right? She fucking, she she distracts Vecna, then um, Nancy and and fucking all those badasses. um, Nancy, Steve Harrington, and Robin fucking three-piece Vecna up with, with two Molotov cocktails, and then Nancy, uh, Nancy finishes, finishes off with a bunch of shotgun blasts, which look, I'm glad that she was like hitting center mass, but fuck up his face, man. Hit him in the yeah. face. Fuck, like shit, you know? Um, but anyway, um, if you can't miss, aim for the face, you know? Uh, so, Sweep like, the yeah, they like, they, <laughs> oh shit, super like, so they fucking they light him up on fire, you know, shoot him. Yeah. He goes through the thing like, but the whole time, you know, he's kind of having a mental struggle with Eleven and he's like, you've already fucking lost. And sure enough, though, most of everyone is pretty much saved except for Eddie. Rest in peace, bro. Um, no. 
and I, and I well, like, and I really want to try to save the best for last about this because this person just deserves to have at least a thirty-minute segment because she did such an awesome job in this in yeah. the last two seasons. But yeah, well, um, I just want to go ahead and shout out all of them for being really fucking oh, good yeah. actors. But yeah, I think everybody was fantastic in their yeah. part, and everybody understood their characters. Yeah, I and think. also fuck that one jock guy. Who, yeah, Jason, who, fuck you, dude. Who I wish would have gotten killed and hasn't yet. So. Oh no, he did. Oh, did he? Was he dead? Dead? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was laughing because he was because Lucas knocked his ass out on the floor, and you know yeah. the scene where um. Oh, where that's true. Down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got you. I was but, like, fuck. He, I, I was laughing so hard for five minutes yeah. just because yeah. I fucking hated that dude so much, and that's the way he went God. out. Awesome yeah, thing, he but um, fucking deserved it. Um, but, um so since, since we opened that can of worms, fucking um, fact is like I already won, and so everybody kind of like pops back to consciousness, except for our our girl Max, who we'll we'll talk about. Let's yeah. we're gonna save that for in maybe about five rest in peace, maybe not. Maybe I will see. Years. We'll 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 discuss that in a second. Um, Vecna tears open the fucking gates and makes a gigantic ass X marks the spot in fucking um I'm I'm spacing on the name again what with starts with a W Hawkins starts with an H uh Hawkins a gigantic ass fucking X gate in the in all across Hawkins opens up fucking kills 20 something people other people are missing and even though all of our main people, Sans, Eddie, and we'll, we'll talk about Max's particular situation, um, they all survive. Um, but many others get killed. And, yeah. um, you know, Vecna's fucking hurt. Apparently, he's not dead, obviously, because we just talked about Will feeling his presence and shit. And now we're dealing with Hawkins having gateways that are spewing fucking ash and red lightning all over the goddamn place and killing everything, all the plant life. Um, and that's towards the end of season four, part two. Um, mm-hmm. Anything you want to add on that part? I'm trying. It's just so, so fucking much, dude. Um, yeah, so you win, but you lose, right? You win, but you lose. And. Yeah. God, it's just that the my favorite scene from volume two or moment from volume two is um Fegna's monologue to like Max before we'll talk about it, the thing he did, but um or to eleven, um explaining how he found the Shadow Monster and yeah. basically became the mind slayer. And yeah. I thought that addressed like because the because he had to think like okay because at the end of volume one the plot twist was oh we eleven eleven shoots him down in the other dimension he falls god knows how far in the upside down for so long but it doesn't really explain how he got the powers of yeah Vietnam, how yeah which yeah they they also don't explain how the fuck he survived um without like you know running water or food for days because he talks about days yeah. uh but i do yeah. enjoy how they explained like i saw many a wondrous things throughout the days that i explored and he's like but then i found a most wondrous thing and it's the fucking mind yeah. slayer which maybe at that point 
you know, I, I like to believe, I personally like to believe that like the mind flayer was like a nexus of the hive mind, but it wasn't a superior intelligence until it's convalesced with one, right? Um, yeah. And they be kind of like one, one became part of the hive mind, but also the major influence of the hive mind, right? So he took control. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, I thought that scene was actually very badass, you know, because you get, you get to see, you get to see the upside down before one actually puts his, his flavor on it. Right. Because when he first gets there, there's like, there's no Hawkins, like there's no other world Hawkins there. Right. It's literally just a hellscape with fucking demigorgons running around and you have the fucking mind flayer and that's it. You don't really know how they survive. Yeah. Like, okay, apparently they have bats. So I want to assume there's some kind of ecosystem there, right? Um, and the Mind Flayer is the top dog, and maybe they're all connected. And then one's like, all right, I'm taking over. And then I think at that point, that's where he's like, you don't need to really eat or sleep anymore. You know, the the hive just <laughs> sustains him. So uh, I, I, I will say, though, my, my very my well max is my favorite character from this season but my favorite honest i i, I would say my favorite my other favorite and my my opinion the most underrated character because i have to give him a shout out because i don't think not 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 a lot of people are going to talk about him but they should but um anyway, my favorite other favorite character is yuri only yeah. because i remember like the first like two minutes he was the most enjoyable goofball ever i typed in facebook oh yuri's like me like, yeah. literally, like, 20 seconds later, like, he did his first, like, heel turn, per se, and I, and I went back to Facebook. I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I'm nothing like Yuri. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I thought Yuri was one of the most entertaining characters. Oh, definitely. Hulk, so definitely. Um, wreck, I, also, I also liked the other Russian guy, right? Yeah. Um, The guard, the ex-guard. Yeah, I don't even know, I don't know his name. I, I can't remember his name, and we don't really know what happens to him. Um, yeah. even at the end of season four point two, um, but I liked him because he he understood the the bigger picture like right away. You know, he's the one who had to fucking tell Yuri to man the fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is what we're dealing with. We're we're dealing with a world ending catastrophe, and you're being petty as shit. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to make money when a situation can occur where money is no longer relevant. So it doesn't make, you know, um, I, I really liked him because as much, you, you know, you can argue he's a traitor or whatever, which I think he was just trying to make money for his family. Um, you know, he saw the bigger picture and he's, he was heroic in a sense, you know, cause he was like, nah, fuck it. Like, yeah, maybe I don't have anything to lose anymore, but I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Yeah. So. I, I hundred percent agree. But, yeah. um, I, and, and like and I said, also my, the most underrated performance of this season has to go to the guy to the kid who played Lucas. That kid was fucking phenomenal, and apparently mm-hmm. I'm the only one who's like giving him that praise all this all all, all often because yes. that scene where Max is, the scene where Max is dead for a minute, he broke my fucking heart. More than any character I've seen on TV or in a movie in a long time. Like, yeah, I like I believe like let's say like that was my girlfriend. Let's say or my love interest. That was my that was my love interest. 
Like mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like I, I almost did cry. Like he, I thought he was fucking phenomenal, but I just he was just so good. But um, I agree. Like and, and you know I like I don't have any issue with with singling him out. You know I I, I yeah. truly do believe that the acting in this movie was fucking great, but he was fucking great too. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. So yeah. I you know I don't have any problem highlighting that for sure. I. Yeah, let's just rip the band-aid off, man. Um Max. Oh, Max. Max. So look, yeah. bro. I mean, let's go back to one of the quintessential points of the season as far as Max is concerned. Her brother, right? He gets fucking violated by the mind flayer. Um becomes kind of like the mind flayer's bitch, you know, which I, I you know, at the end of it, he was a hero. You know, at the end of it, he fought the Mind Flayer. He sacrificed himself for her, for them, you know, for the world, I guess you could say. Um, And Max, a lot of season 4.1, or just the whole season, really, is um, her coming to grips with how she felt about her brother. Feeling guilty because a part of her wanted him to die. And they addressed this in, in in the show, obviously. But... Um, you know, uh, he was not kind to Max, you know, he was abusive in some ways. Um, you know, if not necessarily physically, mentally for sure, you know? Um, and so those things is what, what made Max hate him and, and want him to die. But at the same time, like he had good aspects. He did care for her. He sacrificed himself for her. And she felt that like, you know, he didn't need to go out that way. Like he deserved better. He deserved redemption, but she was struggling with that notion. Cause she was like, I don't know if he really truly deserved redemption or not, you know, yeah. because she was so conflicted on, you know, and, and I'm one of those people where I'm like, look, he, he fucked up. He, you know, he was dealing with abuse from his own father and it's not mm-hmm. right that he was projecting that on her like hundred percent. That's not cool at all. Um, but when, when it, when it really, really mattered, you know, when he was put in the situation, his true color showed, you know, um, but she's coming to grips with that. Right. And it's part of the reason Vecna has her marked as, as one of his sacrifices to open the gate. Right. Um, so she is a fucking hero, right. Which I, we talked about it. I really, really loved her acting. I really loved her, her, her plot, the storyline behind her character, you know, cause this season has a lot to do with her and coming to grips with that and being, you know, highlighted by Vecna and ultimately choosing to be, um, bait, right. To, to, to end Vecna. So she's like, look, I can, I can do this. I can, you know, um, and she does to an extent, right. She's like, it's my mind. I, I can I can change things. And she does. He ends up coming anyway. Eleven helps her. Um, but ultimately, as the ending occurs, as Vecna's getting his ass wiped and everything else like that, um, she does suffer her limbs being broken. Uh, he doesn't finish the job, but you know, her her limbs are concave to what they should be. Um, her heart stops for over a minute, which causes Lucas to have his incredible acting job that fucking hurts you, you know, touches your heart, makes you feel fucking shitty. Um, and then there's a scene where 
Eleven tries to connect with her and bring her back, right? Because she's dead. She dies. At, at a certain point, she dies. Her heart stops. And Eleven's trying to get her going. And then cut scene, right? Get a cut scene. And then cut scene. And it says two days later. And you're trying to figure out what the fuck happened. You know, you see um, Will Byers and, and Eleven, they're in that fucking pizza van and they're heading into Hawkins while there's a, sh- a straight line of cars heading out of Hawkins, right? And then it pans up and you see all the fucking smoke coming. And then you see helicopters. And then there's kind of like an audio radio kind of news thing basically saying, hey, they just had a 7.6 magnitude earthquake in Hawkins, you know, and it's all they want to talk about. And at this point, you you know that's not just a fucking normal earthquake, right? Um, so they pan to that, then they pan to um everyone else going to high school, like trying to help people, or they go to the hospital too. I think oh, I can't. Fuck, I'm, I'm already losing it. Um. What happens next? So they go into town. They drive the like the buyers in the pizza van going to town. They see all the crazy shit. Um, but they do end up actually meeting with um eleven meets like everybody else, right? Everyone that was in Hawkins. And then they find out that Maxine's in a coma and like she got fucking, you know, cast on her arms and legs because she she got tore up. She's still technically alive, but mentally they're not sure where she's at, right? Um, and it just kind of leaves it there, you know. Eleven tries to touch, like, touch her mind, but can't find it. Um, which at this point, if you haven't guessed it, there will be a season five. There's not an ending to this. Uh, season four, uh, there are plenty of questions that need to be answered. There, are, you know, there's most certainly the notion that Will says, "Hey, Vecna's hurting, but he's still alive," right? And then you have the gigantic ass fucking X gate leading to the upside down and the ash, like we talked about and all this other stuff. Um, but then, okay. So then it pops to another scene, right? Cut scene goes to something else and it's 11 and it's fucking will and everybody else at, um, Hotch's fucking cabin in the woods. Right. Yeah. Um, and, they're like, oh well, we you know we'll fix it, we'll repair it. We need somewhere to hide her, and then up comes a fucking black CIA looking car, you know. And you're like, oh shit, what's about to go down? Because what we didn't mention, which um, the doctors end up, they were fighting like a fucking colonel or some shit with the U.S. who was basically like, oh no, we're gonna kill Eleven because she's the reason all these murders are happening, right? She's a security threat. Um, them escaping that fucking area. She kind of trapped them in there. They don't really show anything, so you don't know what the fuck's going on. If they're showing up, you just know the government's coming. Well, you see Eleven in the room. She's cleaning up. She's trying to contact Max again. She can't. All she sees is darkness, and she's like, fuck. And then um, fucking uh, and then in walks fucking uh, uh, Jim, right? Hopper. Mm-hmm. And poor poor Jim's been through the ringer, bro. Lost a lot of weight, which I really hope that like the actor actually. I think he lost the weight personally, but uh, yeah, he, he, did. he did because he I did. um. Okay. Well, because I um I saw a thing on Facebook that's like two hours ago that um showed like um a picture of him from season three, 
like the stereotypical like donut eating drunk cop so yeah. that he was. And then season four, he's like fucking ripped. He's actually it was funny because David Perlman, the actor, kind of looked like um, or David Harbor. I mix him and Rob Perlman together. Oh, um, yeah. um, um, he looked more uh, he looked more ripped than he did in Hellboy when he yeah. did Hellboy. Like yeah, wow. so he he um, I mean, dude had a fucking six pack, man. Like skinny, and then you see him without a shirt on, and like the fucking the Soviets fucked him up, right? Like you could tell he he was whipped and all kinds of shit. Um, but he pops up and Eleven's like, "Holy shit!" You know, crying. It's great. Um, they joke about how they both have the same haircut because she shaved her head when she was trying to get her powers. Uh, and then the USSR were fucking dicks to him and shaved his head. You know, while they were torturing him. And then um, you, you pan. They go outside and and you see Joyce reuniting with her sons, but also reuniting with Eleven, who's basically her stepdaughter at this point. You know, let's let's just let that cat out of the bag. Fucking Jim Hopper and Joyce are finally took them four seasons, but they're they're a thing now. You know, yeah. uh, hopefully, if they fuck that up in season five, I want you to be pissed. Like, bitches, oh, yeah. y'all y'all done kissed, y'all done like escaped the commies. Like, come on, let's let's get a fucking room. Right, like the Russian guy tells fucking Nancy and the other guy, like, just quit being children about it. So um they all meet up and it's it's all you know, it feels good. It it, it sucks about Max, but like you know, everybody is finally fucking reunited, right? Took the entire season, but they're finally all back together. But now you have this shit show. This is when they see the ash slash snow. They go down the hill. They see a bunch of dead things and the, the red lightning and the thunderstorm. And um, you're like, fuck. And then it ends. Right. Yeah. I um, I'm wondering, though, because I. Maybe not theory, but I um, like this show is amazing because it seems like every season, like they slowly but surely pull a piece of the puzzle together. Like every like answer like of like every question you have like big picture of the show gets answered. Yeah, but I still feel like there's a piece missing, you know. And oh, I definitely. Think that, and I think that piece for me is where did Brenner find all these kids? How did he know where to find Henry? How like you know what I mean? So it's like it's then you think like well if he only found eleven, like not eleven like Shane, but like eleven oh. kids. They did got to be more than eleven. Didn't they explain that though? Like, didn't they reference um, like the CIA's LSD trials? Because Eleven's mom was part of the CIA's LSD trials, and yeah. all all the kids are products of people who were experimented on with LSD, okay. and they all basically were like kind of forced to have sex and stuff like that. Um, and they produce these children, and these children are a byproduct of the LSD treatments and experimentation. So gotcha. um, I think they talked about that in s- season three. I have to look back at that because I I don't remember such thing, but maybe I could be wrong. But um, if but like anyways, like I I feel like I I feel like season five is going to pick up, and they're going to think well. Let's just find more than 
one I, person. I, I yeah, I am set. I am definitely curious to see where they go with it. Because yeah. you have a gigantic ass X-shaped town sized gap of gate. And look, Eleven is powerful, but she can't close that shit. So, so maybe uh, so maybe you find number eight, if maybe. you remember her. Yeah. To, um I, I will say though that that episode of the series, in my opinion, was the weakest one, but I think that it, it was still dynamic, it was yeah. still setting up the potential for other kids like that because obviously one didn't kill them all. If one of them's out in society, that means there could be more. That's that's definitely a possibility, right? Um yeah. the general is probably not uh, general, the colonel guy is probably not dead. Um, the not Papa Doctor is probably not dead. So, um, and I can guarantee you they're going to have their claws synced into fucking Hawkins very soon in season five. But I look, man, season five should probably be the last season if we're if we're going to talk plot wise. Um, yeah. But I honestly feel like season five is going to be an ongoing slugfest, right? It's um, it's um, I think the Devil Brothers already. Firm that season five is going to be the last one. So yeah, I, I think we'll, they we'll did. But I just want to say, as far as plot lines going, like I think I, th- I don't think they're going to pull any punches. I don't think you're going to have many episodes where everybody's happy go lucky and they're having good times and they're dealing with normal real life situations. Like it's going to be an all out battle. You're because you're going to have demigorgons. You're going to have bats. You're going to be dealing with tentacle shit. Vecna. You're going to be dealing with the U.S. government and that Colonel douche. Um, there's going to be a lot going on, right? And I just, I just don't see a point where they're going to have too much side story. You know, it's going to be plot. It's going to be heavy plot, and that's what I feel like. Now you're going to have, like I say, you're probably going to have Will coming out and dealing with that. Um, but you know, I don't think there's too too much side shit. Now you know what I do want to see that fucking they kind of showed in this season. But kind of then it was um, Dustin's girlfriend, you know, um, the buyers going with the pizza guy to her house and showing like the chaos of her family and stuff. Man, I want to see her help out Dustin. I want to see her in season five in Hawkins, like doing her genius shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, which might be the case if they're dealing with the U.S. government, you know. Um, but. I am eager for season five. We're going to have to wait a while for it, unfortunately. Um, but season four was amazing, man. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about about season four? Uh, there's something. There's something fucking missing about this season. I am. Um, wait, hold on. Um, I'm for a minute. I'm going to take care of something. Um, we can, you can edit this part out, right? I I I can. I can just let me pause okay, the recording. Okay, I, let's do that then. I'm sorry. Yeah, listeners, we're going to pause it. You're going to hear us in a minute. All right, we're back. We, we had a quick little AFK, but go ahead, Simon. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Season four, Stranger Things, uh, any closing remarks, whatever? I um I think this might be the last one. If something else pops in mind, maybe I'll talk about something else. But um, I I still think the love triangle uh, between Steve, Nancy, and Jonathan, to me, is the most one of the most interesting arcs, because it's one of those things where, like, it's kind of rare for me to give a shit about like a love angle or love triangle, 
unless it was done right. And I think it's done right because Steve's a great dude. Nancy, how do I put this? I think Nancy's like, Nancy is, I don't know. Nancy, I'll go back to Nancy. And Jonathan is, um, is, and, and you feel, and you feel bad for Ch- like Jonathan because like he kind of had to go to California because of all the shit that's happened. So like, yeah. it's not his fault that they really, um, um, Nancy and Jonathan's relationship was stranded for a second. But I kind of am fascinated at how that's going to like go about because so, I think, um, so one, yeah, they moved apart. They grew apart, right? Um, but the time apart, you know, because when you're in a in when you're first in a relationship and all that other stuff, like it's very lovey dovey, lovey dovey. You want to be around each other all the time, and and like you can see no flaws in the other person, right? Because you're just happy, like it's bliss, whatever. But as the relationship goes on, you're gonna run into some flaws. Like nobody's perfect, you know, and and. Look, people stay together for years and then come to the conclusion that, hey, I just don't want to spend the rest of my life with you. Right. right. Um, and, I, and I say this because what season four showed me was. Nancy can do her own thing. She don't she really don't need anybody, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. like her and Jonathan grew apart to a certain extent and. Jonathan is realizing that his goals and his aspirations do not align with Nancy's. Mm-mm. Right. And, and it's, it, it was showed with like the college thing. Cause they were planning on, Oh, we're going to go to college together. And, and he's lying about it and he doesn't have any intention of going to college with her. Um, and I, I feel like season five, they're going to break up. I really do. Now, whether or not, she ends up with the number one badass Steve Harrington. Um, it's quite, you know, it's questionable. Like they're they're obviously going to address that in season five. They they started down that road in season four. Um, but even Nancy said it herself in season, you know, the end of this part two was, you know, Steve matured a lot, right? When Nancy yeah. was first with Steve, Steve was just Deuce. The high the high school playboy douchebag, right? Now, and, and look, he wasn't. I don't think he was a terrible guy, but like his only concern was being the king of high school. Like he didn't have aspirations, he didn't have plans. Um, he was a kid. He he was not mature. He was a host of things that were just not great. Whereas Nancy is mature. Nancy knows what she wants to do. Nancy's a strong willed woman, right? So them breaking up made sense at the time because he wasn't on her level. Straight up, wasn't ready for that kind of relationship, and Jonathan was more on her level, so that's how things happen. Um, so I think it's a possibility that her and Steve could end up together because now that Steve understands life and what he wants a little bit better, and he's more mature, she's that's definitely appealing, you know. And plus, I mean, Steve's a fucking badass, right? You can say what you want about Steve; he's not a coward. That's for damn sure. The dude, Steve the hair Harrington is yeah, a badass. He's, he's a fucking beast, is, is the best thing you can say. It's yeah. that simple. He's the first one to go into the fight. Swing it. Trade up. Do, do be taken down Demi Gorgons. Right. Baseball bat with spikes and all. Yep. Um, yep. It's um it's kind of funny because I thought like for a split second, 
I thought that Robin was going to be involved in that quadruple love scene just because, like, if you remember correctly, like, Nancy and Robin, Robin were, like, paired together for a second. And, yeah. like, Robin, like, I thought that was going to happen for a second. I thought that would have been interesting if they went that route. Yeah. I, I'm thankful they kind of didn't because maybe it would have, like, been, like, overcrowded. Yeah. Well, too. I, but, I, um, I like what they're doing with Robin, right? Yes. Like, I like, I like how, how they're prefacing that. I like the fact that, like, I, I honestly do enjoy the fact that she's gay. Like, I do enjoy the fact that her and Steve Harrington weren't a thing, you know? Like, um, like they're just, they're just awesome buddies. And, like, and, like, not saying we need more of, like, buddies buddies but not relationship like and, and you know what i'm saying like friendships like that are not like buddy but like you know what i mean um yeah. like i think we need more like kind of like dynamic of like the the two friends of the opposite sex that are just like buddy buddies and like um, yeah oh definitely. but um but like but their their relationship especially season three dude when they were drugged for like two episodes mm-hmm. was the most oh. hilarious oh, it was great yeah ever. Yeah, and then like that. So, kind of a tangent, but still kind of on the same thing. Like going back to Jonathan Byers for a second. Now that I thought about it, I feel, yeah. and I don't want to say it's because like he became like a major fucking stoner and just oblivious to to shit around him. But I do feel like in this season they made him. Um, I don't know what's the proper like disassociated kind of from being serious. Like, it's not that he doesn't care and stuff, but, like, the kind of person he's growing into doesn't jive with Nancy. Mm-mm. Right? Being the carefree stoner, like, I just want to get high and have a good time. It's not Nancy. Like, that's not what that's what not what not Nancy's about. So, that that's just something else I wanted to bring up as far as that love triangle is concerned. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But, um, but, um, it's just the this season in general, I it's I don't know if it's my favorite just because I thought season one was so good and just setting everything up, but it's definitely in my opinion the best one in my opinion. I think you can nitpick like season four things, but you can nitpick all the seasons and everything in television movies for the most part. But I think season four it's one of the, it's one of those it's, it's one of those uh, here's how good it is to give you context. I fucking hate Netflix, for example. Okay. I have a big ass movie collection. Yeah. There's no need for me to have Netflix. They're charging me, depending on the plan, fifteen to twenty one bucks a month. Yeah. I don't want to pay that for one show. Yeah. Technically, I'm doing it for two shows: Cobra Kai and Stranger Things. But mm-hmm. yet again, you Stranger Things. So you is, need to watch like Peaky Blinders and Love, Sex, and Robots. Like, there's some good shit on Netflix. Yeah, too. yeah, I know. But like, I'm more of a movie person. But gotcha. <laughs> I uh, this fucking show, man, is making me pay for shit that I don't need, and. I'm well, going. You could just pay for it for a month, yeah. and then fucking not pay for it until the next Stranger Things comes out. Oh, okay. But here, but here's my train of thought, though, because a lot of people have said that to me. But then I think, yeah, but what if what if I watch the next Stranger Things on Netflix? So like, <laughs> it's so stupid. But well, um, I mean, you'll go yeah. watch a movie and buy some popcorn at the theater and spend twenty bucks. Theater, so, yeah. 
you know, I, um, I get you though. I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't have an issue with shelling out the money because I'll yeah. watch stuff all the time on, on streaming apps, you know? Yeah. So but, but, but my, but my, my point being is I, I normally don't waste my, I'm good with money, but I am damn near willing to give Netflix all my money. For Stranger Things season five, yeah. gotcha. But, that's um, good. I think that's a, that's yeah. a great that's a great hype moment right there. Yeah, but but the, it was funny because like the last two episodes, like you can see why they kind of increased the budget just because the budget was fucking insane. For the, you, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know the numbers, but it had to be fucking insane. Oh yeah, but it, it's but look, do it right, it's worth it. You don't yeah. want to be fucking Game of Thrones. Last season. Oh yeah, that, that's so, good. That's a good. That's a great comparison. I'm just being like, if you're gonna put all the money and time into making this amazing season, you gotta finish strong. And and you do not do not come to me and, and say budgetary problems. You fucking yeah. shell out the money because people like yourself, Simon, like yourself, which not a bad thing. Just saying, will shell out the money to pay for a month's worth of Netflix just to watch it. Yeah, I um. I would um I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um you know you you heard like you like this is so true. To become rich in life, what do you have to do? You have to um you have to pay money yep. if you want to be rich. How do you make how do you make a profit? You spend money. <laughs> You invest in your business, and you yeah. invest in this, and that, and Netflix. Despite all its flaws, and there's plenty of flaws in Netflix. Don't get me wrong. I still think they're charging us a little bit too much, but they're they are spending the money on things they need to prioritize, like yep. Stranger Things, yep. like Cobra Kai, because Cobra Kai is also very fucking expensive. Yep. The Umbrella Academy, which I. I personally love. I don't know if you ever seen it, but yes, I personally I, season season th- three is on my list. Yeah, I have not seen season three yet, but the first two seasons for I thought it were awesome. But mm-hmm. the Netflix is really starting to um realize that. So props on Netflix. Um, my closing statement, and I wanna I want you to have a closing statement too. Is mm-hmm. I'm gonna put them on my Roger Ebert glasses here. Um. Stranger Things season four. I think sometimes I kind of nitpick the plot a little bit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the gut punches and the emotions they want you to feel, they they make you fucking feel them and more. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, so that's why I, 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 you know, you can have your own scoring system if you want to rate it, but. My personal score for this is a 9.5 out of 10. I adore the season on my heart. Look, man, I, I'm i there with you. I might give it a 10, but I think 9.5 is accurate. You give a little yeah. bit of wiggle room for some of the things, like, because there's some slow points in the movie, uh, in, the, in the show, you know, um, but it's all definitely building towards something. But, I mean, that's a great rating. Like, um, like, the, like, the on, like the only nitpick I really have, and it's a small one, albeit, is I think that they could have foreshadowed like Eleven's power to resurrect the dead. 
because that's basically what she did. And that's a very small nitpick. I get that, but I, I think it's it's such an open ended thing that it's yeah. It's, here's the thing. I I can rationalize her being able to do that because I can literally just say, okay, if Eleven can snap someone's neck with her powers, she can fucking do CPR with her mind and start her heart again, right? And I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So now, but it's so open ending that I agree that it's problematic because you're like, okay. Can she actually resurrect people or was she yeah. literally just fucking doing something biological, physical? You know, yeah. we don't we don't know. And that's I hope they expand on that in the fifth season or address it because it wasn't really addressed in this season. Um, it was left open, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and. The other thing would be like, OK, so when they all meet up again in Hawkins, right, and Lucas is like, oh, y'all. Y'all don't know, not Lucas fucking um, one of the other characters. Like, oh, y'all don't know about Max. It's like, well, fucking Eleven, weren't you just there, like in in the fucking in between, like trying to resurrect her? Like, you didn't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, like I like you didn't tell them. Hey, I was there with her. I got her heart to start again. Nothing like that. Nothing. Like, I I I I may well say though. Like, I did think of that. I really did. But I thought about it more. I'm like, you know what? Most heroic thing you could do sometimes is not speak of the heroic action you made. So it's like, yeah. oh, for yeah, sure. So, but I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's within lines with her character. I feel like she would have told yeah. him. She would have told him what happened. You know, and, yeah. and I get they, you know, it was a a plot device that they used for for the ending and and all that other stuff. I get it, but at the same time, I'm just like, doesn't quite jive with the character. But it's fine. It's yeah, it's not. You I know. definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, like, I don't really have any, any issues with it. You know, I thought I laughed because, like, when they're when Hoppers and Joyce are getting saved by the flamethrower, and and then Hopper fucking uses that sword, which I don't have a problem with because apparently some people were complaining about the sword, but like, it there's no problem. I have no problem understanding that there's a sword on the ground because they used to make prisoners fight with fucking medieval weapons. And if some of them are on the ground, so be it. Um, but Hopper has that badass like fight scene with the sword chopping off fucking Demigorgon limbs yeah. and shit. But like then he just like throws the sword down and hugs Joyce and it's a happy moment. I'm like, bitch, if I'm in the USSR and I just killed a fucking monster, I'm holding on to that sword. Like I'm going everywhere with that sword until I can find a gun. And when even when I find a gun, that sword's gonna be fucking in my waistband. Cause like yeah. maybe I'm gonna come across a Demi Gorgon that wasn't fucking here, right? And I just kind of laugh. It's just a small. It's not even really a nitpick. It's just one of those things. It's like, all right, I'm in a fucking enemy base with fucking Demi Gorgons that were crawling all yeah. over the place. Like the the last thing I'm doing is dropping my weapon <laughs> and hugging. Yeah, that's, that's like let's so get. Funny. We can hug later. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know, <laughs> communist USSR. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I um, I was trying to think. Oh, um, another nitpick. I uh, I thought I I knew there was another one, but I, um, you actually brought it up. Um, and again, like, like it's so fucking small. But do you remember like the scene where um, Hopper like kills the demi dog with the gun? Yeah. He's yeah. Tied up. I had a problem with that for sure. I'm like. Like I've seen these fuckers get lit up for the past four seasons, yeah, and they never which, die. 
I don't know if it's just because he hit the right place in the fucking headpan of this bitch, but I definitely I was like this this motherfucker literally pulled out a a nine uh, 22. I'm not even gonna say a nine millimeter. I'm not even gonna justify a nine millimeter. Pulled out yeah. this little fucking you know USSR 22 and shot this fucking demi dog that's on a table once in the head and ends it. But we've seen four seasons of people lighting the bitch up with machine guns and it bleeding, but not really having much of effect, you know. But but, it, but like again, like I said, it's so fucking irrelevant to the plot that I don't care yeah. that much. Oh, it, oh, it, it is. But yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. Like, what the fuck? Like, it it makes least, no sense. Yeah, I was like, at least like stab it in the head because I mean, there there are some points where like, you know, you can kill him with a, a fucking blade to the head, but it just you have to hit the right spot, you know. Um, I just thought it, it was interesting. Anyway. But um, I um I wish we had more time because, and I wish it was earlier. But I have to go to bed just because I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about um, Obi Wan Kenobi with you because that was fucking amazing. And maybe Look, we we, future, we, we can do another episode of of nothing but Obi Wan Kenobi, oh man. Yeah, because my God, that I I'll, I'll do a little bit of like my backstory because obviously I I'm I hate to break it to you guys. I'm not 45 years old. I didn't grow up in the 80s, obviously. <laughs> I grew up with... I was even too young with the prequels, kind of. I remember Glimpse. I was five years old when Revenge of the Sith came out. Mm-hmm. But I, I grew up on Revenge of the Sith. Because that movie was fucking awesome. Because I started getting Star Wars when I was four and a half. And my mom's husband at the time had this VHS... Um, in this basement down in Kentucky, and it was a nice house, by the way. Not to brag, but um, gotcha, gotcha. yeah. Um, and he had the collector set of all the original, the original movies, and I grew up on them. And that first prequel movie I saw was Revenge of the Sith, and yeah. what, what was funny at first because I didn't really understand the plot because I just wanted to see lightsabers and all that. So when I was five years old, but I saw the cover, and I and I thought, um, Anakin was Luke for a second. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, Obi Wan faces Luke Skywalker, no way. But um, but like, but I had, I just have so much nostalgia for the movie, mm-hmm. and and I've grown like the first two. I still don't like, especially the second one. But um, I, it, they're, they're definitely nostalgic, and I think Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I'm not gonna defend. I'm not gonna defend his performance in Attack of the Clones per se, but his performance in Revenge of the Sith. I would defend anyone. I would defend him as much as I would defend my sisters. Mm-hmm. Because he was fucking phenomenal. Look, I I never had an issue with with him. So, yeah. like, I get what people are saying, and I kind of see it. I didn't have an issue with it. I'm gonna be honest with you. His acting in fucking Obi Wan series was amazing. So, yeah, I, I I think I think people I think people like fail to realize and like I think like uh, granted like like I said I don't like the first two movies at all, especially the second one, only because of the dialogue. And I get the argument that the Jedi they supposed to have no fucking emotion. They're supposed to be robots. I get that. But you can still have like 
soil charisma. Yeah. And like that, that to me, like and that and that to me is not really Hayden's fault more than George Lucas's fault. And I love George Lucas. I think he's had some weird he has had some high hits, mm-hmm. has some really low low moments. Uh, Howard Duck. Um, but um, anyways, um, I just had flashbacks of that fucking horrible movie Howard Duck that he produced. Uh-huh. I um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I but like he's always had a problem with dialogue that's in his movies. So I'm not going to like bash Hayden for that, but I'm going to like bash him for like the moments like Hayden like Attack of Clones saying I hate them. Yeah, like, like those moments is very kind of like, yeah. But um, but yeah, Obi Wan. I mean, pro- my, pro- probably is even really his fault. It's just script. Yeah, yeah. I think so. yeah, that's a good point too. But um, like back to I'm I'm literally blabbing at this point. But um, mm-hmm. Obi Wan. The point was very nostalgic. Runs of the Sith, my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Yep. Um, and just to see. That was really cool, and I really wanted to not just the Darth Vader side, but the Anakin side as well. I want to see Anakin as well, or what's left of him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it in a future episode, but in a way, we did. You saw both sides. We saw yeah. Flashbacks in another scene, so it, it it was a joy to watch. But um. I um I have to go to bed. Before. Yeah, we're, look, we're gonna we're we're gonna have a whole ass episode covering yeah. Star Wars, which we, we kind of did in, in a previous episode for a little bit, but we'll we'll cover um fucking Obi Wan for sure. So, yeah, but um, thank you um, so much, dude. For well, what, right. what, what, what's funny is what's funny is I was one of the fuckers that stayed up well I stayed up till like eleven that night but I woke uh-huh. up at two thirty that night and I watched it live. Yep. And I wanted to talk about it and on social media and Twitter for Oh I know I, I saw you like trying your best not to spoil stuff but like yeah. trying to find people who have seen it so you can talk about it. Yeah and... because I I, I the, 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 like I have a personal embargo with myself. I'll you like for movies that I don't really care about, but I've seen, I'll give like a week embargo. Yeah. But if it's something like fucking Spider-Man No Way Home or the Batman that came out or Obi-Wan, you're getting three days. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. I hear you, man. Yeah. But like, look, man, I, and look, yeah. I woke up this morning and I saw your message, right? Yeah. And and I, I was still fucking trying to wake up, so I gave you the big thumbs up because I agreed with what you were saying, but I couldn't really contextualize it because I was still waking up. And then later on, I was like, hey, yeah, let's let's do an episode, Stranger Things, right? Let's let's fucking go. I was like, look, I will prioritize watching it today, just so you can yeah. talk because I saw all your posts and I was like, oh fuck, me and Simon got to do this. We got well, it. well, it's fun. But well, but, but what's funny is I wanted to make this tweet so bad because I felt like I'm not one of those guys that care about like 
following stuff like that or like me getting like likes on Twitter. Yeah. But I knew that if I would have made this tweet, I would have gotten like 200 likes, not like 20 likes. Yeah. And only because the 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 the, the guy was running like a Eddie Munson like burner account or some a fan account or some yeah sort of shit. And he went, if they if they if they if they kill him off, there's gonna be a hell to pay, and everybody is going to regret this decision, including you reading this tweet. Mm-hmm. And I typed and I typed, oh no, period. <laughs> and I and I I deleted it like ten minutes after. It's yeah, like, oh, I'll it. but yeah, yeah. um, it's I it's it's getting harder and harder, and that this is so therapeutic, so I can talk to about somebody. But I in two days, in a day and a half, man, I'm just going to rip the bandit off and just say whatever the fuck I want to say because yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, plenty oh, of people have seen it. Look, I mean, Only you because. Can- you yeah. you can post a fucking spoiler yeah. alert, be like, "Hey, spoiler! I'm about to talk about this shit." So, ignore yeah. this if you, you know, don't click on the expand button if you fucking don't want to talk, like, see this shit. You know? Yeah, I've I've done that in the past, mm-hmm. but then I thought about it because I've done this before too. Because sometimes I'm just a dumbass, I guess, I do it myself. Yeah. But I, sometimes I have to edge to before I see something. One, it gets spoilers for like two minutes. And then I do it to myself and I spoil it for, spoil it for myself. Uh-huh. But that's the reason why I don't like making those posts because I don't want anybody to same, make the same mistake I did. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah but, um, but, um, yeah, but again, thank you for, um, to, um, last, not, yeah, last minute, but thank you for last minute, like having this episode because I needed to talk about this. Look, I was, I was but, ready, but like, I've been wanting to watch it. I was waiting on this weekend to watch it. Right. Like this is the weekend that I get to like burn through some episodes of shit that I need to get done. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah. do you know, um, do you know, um, Alex Hendricks, right? Yeah. My boy. Um, we, we both love Stranger Things. We both love the show. He has yet to even see volume one. He was my oh, main no. guy for the longest time. And well, what's funny is I'm so and he always says, Oh, I'm busy, dude. I'm an accountant. Huh. Accounting. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck accounting. Um again. Um yeah. But um oh, yeah. I um but like and like he hasn't seen him yet. And I and like he was the one that kind of was pissing me off the most. And like, even you haven't seen it. I know people have seen it because Netflix literally crashed service for 15 minutes like yesterday yep. morning because yep. everybody was watching it. So I know a lot of people watch it, but um, right. they weren't ready, bro. They weren't ready. But, but, but what's weird is I was like seeing like Twitter, like like tweet, like tweets on my phone, like saying, "Oh, Netflix has crashed," and like, no, it hasn't. So I don't know if it was just me, but it could have just been momentary or like one grid, not all yeah. of them. So yeah. you know, but. So. Right, well, before I have like another ten minute conversation, because <laughs> I I God, but yeah. I um again, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Trevor, my dude. Yes, sir. And go, and go Bills. Fuck yeah! All right, man. Y'all have a good night. Look forward to future episodes. We're gonna try to get old Ricky Mickey back on. Uh, me and Simon are gonna cover Obi Wan. Um, I might have an episode with Brent if uh, Simon wants to get on that. We're gonna 
deep dive into Roe versus Wade and all this other bullshit that's been happening. I know me and Simon probably won't agree on some of the things about that, but we will agree on some stuff. So uh, y'all look forward to that. We're going to be pushing out some content. So y'all have a good one.
Dixie's Playground, along with the nightclub and Joe Blow's Horror Show, are all affiliates of Zombie Industries. The views, actions, and opinions of such affiliates do not represent or make culpable Zombie Industries. Any and all violations of copyright infringement shall be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the Necronomic. Congruence of Revelation 6-8. First time violations shall result in a loss of one sanity. Multiple offenses shall result in the forfeiture of the offender's soul. As always, Zombie Industries is a staunch supporter of the majestic narwhal.